Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The new theater of the mind with the Baron of Broadcasting, The Bruce Collins Show. the free show, ladies and gentlemen. You're probably wondering what that means. Well, my friends, next week kicks off the brand new season of the Bruce Collins Show. This episode is somewhat of a pre-show. We have a couple of great interviews. One with pro wrestling legend Jake the Snake Roberts is going to talk about some things that are going on currently in his life, and it's all good. Plus, we have a man who hit the news wires and press releases because he has shipped Prince George's first tie from the United States. Yes, that's right. Jesse Chow of the Luxury Tie Boutique, Vittorio J, joins us this week on the Bruce Collins Show. We always like to have guests that are quite interesting, quite fascinating, and quite different from the norm that you hear on regular radio programs. Now, one thing that has happened over the summer since we've been gone is there's a big conference called the Pikes Peak, Pikes Pick the Peck of Pickle Peppers Peak Prophecy Summit that happened in Colorado. And uh, we had some feelers out during that time to see what was actually going on there. And we've received the highlights right here for the Bruce Collins Show of what happened at that conference. And here are just some of the highlights that occurred during the Pikes Peak Prophecy, I guess I would be PPP, conference. And uh, here's one. There was a new Guinness record reached 
at the conference, four Nephilim experts in one building. Since we all have access to an Old Testament, I'm not sure what a Nephilim expert is, but there were four in one building. Also, hotel patrons complained about Santa doing cannonballs in the pool. Found out it was Gary Stearman. Russ Dizdar Super Soldier Workout, three easy payments of 1995. And, of course, there was a rousing musical introduction as Steve Quayle sang a remake of ACDC, For Those About to Crack Pot, We Salute You. Overheard in the commissary, Stan Deho was discussing the shifting crust of his peach cobbler. And finally, Tom Horn's short bathrobe exposed a portal in the hotel lobby. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't have wanted to see that. But, folks, again, the Bruce Collins Show, a new season. And uh, we actually had some uh, criticism leveled at us a little bit, mostly constructive criticism, uh, through YouTube and another website. And uh, they had some great points, actually in all fairness to them, and I have no criticisms. And if anyone wants to discuss this program on the Internet and the good and bad of it, feel free. Uh, I had a rough week that week. I Actually, my producer, the owner of Fringe Radio Network, uh, actually said on Facebook that there was a Christian host who was trying to steal money from him, and he didn't name the host which upset me a little bit because if you're going to level that kind of an accusation, you should name the person rather than indicting a whole network. turns out it was somebody on Fringe Radio, but it, uh, it had nothing to do with Bruce Collins or Chad Miles, and I told him if you're going to talk about something like that on Facebook, you need to name the person because you're making us all look bad. Then later in the week I came across this somewhat indictment of me having to do with Doug Hamp. And uh, to be honest, I've never talked to Doug Hamp. I've never interviewed him. I don't have anything to do with Doug Hamp. So uh, that's not uh, something that uh, I condone or support. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking more about this next week when Chad joins us. I do want to talk about the direction of the program and and make it clear where we stand on some of these issues and be clear about you know people we may or may not support so that you know you have a right to know that and um, I certainly don't want to align myself with anyone that I personally have my own questions about so that's not something that I obviously would want to do now we have some great guests coming up in the next few weeks Jerome Corsi of course, he works for WND.com. He's written a lot of uh, political books recently. And he's got another one, What Went Wrong, regarding the 2012 election. And he's going to talk about 2016. Looking ahead, we also have Chuck Morse, who's a syndicated uh, talk show host. He has a new book called The Art and Science of American Money. And we're going to be speaking with Mac Maloney. His book is Beyond Area 51. Interesting book. He's actually quite objective about a lot of information when it comes to talking about secret bases and all of that. He's not one of these crazy nuts that thinks everything exists under the sun. So you'll find that interesting. We have some other interviews that we're working on. The Collins Brothers will be here soon. 
and uh, others that we're still finalizing. But this week we have Jesse Chow. Jesse Chow is a luxury boutique uh, tie maker. He owns Vittorio J, and they've been making the news because they've shipped Prince George of England's very first tie. Someday George will probably be king, and uh, we'll see if he's still buying these ties. Uh, probably so. But he's uh, Jesse is making the news for what he does. I always like people who have a passion for what they do. I find it fascinating. I find individual stories that differentiate people doing different things. I find all of that very interesting, and all of it is an art form when you really study it. Creating ties is an art form. Being a professional wrestler, as great as Jake the Snake was, is an art form and many other forms of art out there that we all can enjoy, participate in, immerse ourselves in, and really benefit from. Jake the Snake, again, uh, we had an interview with him. That will play later in the hour. And one of the interesting things about the Jake the Snake interview that I really enjoyed is I asked him a question that I haven't heard asked of him in years. Of course, I talked about my life first so that he could feel like he could open up but I asked him, is there a spiritual side of Jake Roberts? And I think you'll find that interesting and encouraging. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. We will return next week with a brand new episode, of course, with radio's lethal weapon, Chad Miles, and another great guest. So thank you so much for joining us. Jesse Chow up first, speaking about his tie. And then we'll go straight to the interview with Jake the Snake Roberts, this is the Bruce Collins Show, the pre-show. Vittorio J is a luxury boutique tie maker based in New York City. On July 29th, Vittorio J shipped a tie to the future king of England, Prince George of Cambridge. Jesse Chow, the owner of Vittorio J, joins us. Hi, Jesse. Welcome to the Bruce Collins Show. Hey, Bruce. How are you? Oh, doing well. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Now, this is great news. You've, you've made the news wires and press releases for shipping this tie to Prince George. How did this come about? There's actually uh, there's, there's actually a pretty good story behind this, uh, behind this tie. I don't know if you know, but um, a couple of years ago, I got married on the same day Prince William got married. Oh. Uh, it, was a, it was actually TLC's first live event. We were one of three couples that got married in Times Square. Um, during the royal wedding, and um, because of this, I decided to make a custom tie for Prince William, which I sent to him like a couple months after I got married. And uh, we got a letter saying that they accepted, which is pretty cool. So when I heard the news that um, they got pregnant, I was like, you know what? I want to make Prince George's first tie. And uh, we were we, working it for a while, and I finally decided on the right color scheme and the materials and everything. So I'm pretty happy the way it came out. And I'm glad I mailed it to him. I can't wait for uh, for him to see it. Excellent. Now, can you describe what this tie looks like and maybe the materials that you use to make this tie? Sure. Uh, I decided to go with a teal colored tie with uh, with with navy stripes. Um, it's 100% silk from Italy, and the lining that I use for the tie is a luxurious uh, wool wool lining. I want it to be. This is. I want this to be Prince George's first tie when he when it comes to like a special event. So I want to do something simple, but but use a color that that pops basically. Mm-hmm. 
you know, not all of us can be time makers. We all have special abilities and gifts, and and a lot of but a lot of people out there, they're they're either living their dream full time or they're working on it part time, and they have a passion. So, how did Victoria J come about, and how did you launch your company? Sure. Um, well, my my initial dream was to be, to become an NBA basketball player. But when you're like a five ten Asian guy, you know, <laughs> and, 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 like it wasn't a card for me. Um, basically, I had my my passion in life are, are two things: uh, fashion, which I, I've been into since I was a young man, uh, basically since high school, and I mixed that with my other passion, which is business. Uh, I, I I ran an eBay business back in college. It's actually how I survived school uh, in college, and I mixed both of them. Um, the, the thing with the with the, the fashion industry is that it's very difficult to get in because of the cost factor and the experience factor. So when somebody uh, told me about starting a nighttime business, I, it, it piqued my curiosity uh, for a couple of things. One, because um, you can be really, really creative with neckwear. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the cost factor is not as much as starting like a suit business. So um, ever since then, I actually fell in love with neckties and neckwear in general. And I'm so happy that I decided to take this challenge because basically all my friends and family, um, basically all my, my relationships for the past five years have been somehow related to Victoria J. And, yeah, it's, it's cool to make ties, but more importantly, it, it's, it, it's much more important to build the relationships with people. Oh, that's interesting. I once in, uh, interviewed uh, Wally Famous Amos, the gentleman who created the Famous Amos Cookies. And uh, that business actually failed, but he's gone on to uh, making cookies once again. I guess Keebler took over the Famous Amos brand. But he failed, actually, the first time, he said, because it was all about him. And when he realized that he needed a team and it was uh, you know, about relationships and working together with family and friends... Then it was when he he became successful and, and really became motivated through that. So that's that's really interesting. Now, in terms of style, th- this is something I've kind of wondered about. How is style determined through the years? You know, some years, past decades, they had skinny ties. Other years are fat ties. How does it? How does a certain style take over the marketplace? And is there a way to be ahead of that curve? I guess. But but how do you know when a when a style is taking over? The, the interesting thing about men's um, fashion is that it's not as um, uh, wishy washy as the women's um, fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, I would say that the men's fashion usually lasts in ten year cycles, and right now we're on the skinny tie cycle, which I believe started maybe around three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's different. There's 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 a there's a whole lot of factors in, in like in determining what 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 style is popular, but I think it has a lot to do with like the big boys in the industry and how they push like um, media and television shows and so forth. At the end of the day, like our goal is, is to push product, and the only way we could push product is if we come up with something new. That's why we need the cycles for the industry, and you know with with with, with, with GQs of the world. Um, the, the fat tie was getting was, was getting old at one point, so they, I'm assuming somebody out there is like, you know what, we got to change the trend, and they they started the wave. Hmm. 
You know, ties. I mean, I've been on your website. Your ties are impressive, and we're going to tell people at the end of this interview where they can go to find out more about your ties. But, but I like the style of your ties. You know, one time I went to a a, a Walmart and I put on a tie and it started choking me. And it wasn't uh, too long after that that they announced over the intercom that a Burmese python was loose in the store. But that, that was a <laughs> oh bad day, God, to say crazy. the least. But, but anyway, your ties are quite excellent. And, and in your mind, what makes Vittorio J stand out from other ties? Well, I'm a, I'm a small business owner, right? So every, every product I produce has to be all that or I'm not going to stay in business. Right. So I think what makes Vittorio J different from everything else is my attention to detail. Like every, every part of the tie is, is, is thought out from the lining to the web to the, 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 the spaces between the motifs. Everything has been thought out. And the, the other thing that I'm really great at more than anybody else is I'm great at mixing uh, both masculine and feminine colors into, into designs. So that's why when you see the Victoria J tie, it pops a little bit. You don't really know why, yeah. but it's because of the color combination. Yeah, absolutely. So what I, I think I'm, I'm hearing you say is what, what makes a great tie, and this is something I saw on your website, is quality, right? Um, the way I describe neckties, right? It's like, yeah. it's like trying to date a woman. If, it's, uh-huh. if it looks great and feels great, it's, it's, it's probably a great tie. Yeah. It's simple as that. You know, like at the end of the day, like, like you you could tell the quality by looking at it and by feeling it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this specific tie, this Prince George tie, can our listeners purchase the same tie you ship to Prince George? Yes, we actually we're doing a pre-sale right now. It's going to be available within the next forty-five to sixty days. You can go to uh, www.princegeorgetie.com, and it's a, it's a direct link to the page where I, I have the tie. Excellent. Excellent. com, correct? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Now, now, tell us where we can find Vittorio J on the Internet, and, and maybe give us a, a, a brief summary of, of what we can find at this website. Um, go to my, my direct website is www.vittorioj, that's with two T's, .com, vittorioj.com. Um, I have two collections on the website. One is the BJNY which is the slimmer, more um, the, the, for, for the cool kids out there. And the other one is the Victoria J Exclusives Collection, which is um, which is a higher-end English-Italian-made uh, uh, tie, which is made for, like, um, you know, businessmen who want something extraordinary mm-hmm. and who wants, who wants to buy the best of the best. Just don't sell any Burmese pythons. Excellent. Hey Jesse, thank you so much and maybe sometime in the future you can come back and tell us what kind of styles you have in the future. Sure, I would love that. Anytime. Great. Thank you so much. Again, that's Jesse Chow, Vittorio J. That's Vittorio J V I T T O R I O J dot com. Check it out.
If you've never heard the name Jake the Snake Roberts, you may be from another planet, or you could have the mental acumen of the ultimate warrior. Jake Roberts is, is a legend in the wrestling ring known for his outstanding promos, ring psychology, and wrestling talent. He's one of the great ones. As a point of full disclosure, my late grandfather and I had two favorite wrestlers above all the rest, Crippler Ray Stevens and Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake is now known for something else, a man who is making a huge comeback, and Jake says you can do that too. Jake the Snake Roberts, welcome back to the Bruce Collins Show. Hey, I appreciate it, Bruce. Hey, it's great to have you on uh, once again. Now, last time you were on the show, late last year, you'd lost about 30 pounds. What's the current yeah. count now? Uh, 65. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, 65 pounds, man, and uh, that's just the very beginning. I mean, uh, just to put it all out there, I've got so many good things happening in my life right now. Um, the date right now, I have 279 days cocaine-free. Wow. I have uh, nine months sobriety. Excellent. And, uh, you know, I'm living again. Um, I'm seeing things. I'm hearing things. I'm smelling things. I'm tasting things. I have family again. My children want to be around me. Uh, I have friends again. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking about it the other day, Bruce, and I thought, you know, I was sort of like Rip Van Winkle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I dropped off the, the earth 20 years ago, but yet I was still here. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, I had to see the wreckage and the the crap that I caused, and, uh, you know, right now I, I deal with that. I, you know, WWE is paying for some of my therapy, and uh, I really appreciate what they've done because it's not cheap. And, uh, you know, I'm sorting all this stuff out, and I'm not giving up. And uh, that's one thing I mean, I was paying just talking, man, with this uh, DDP yoga. If you don't have to live the way you're living, man. If you want to change, all you got to do is step up and take a swing at it. I'm swinging hard. i got so much going on in my life right now, man. I'm fixing to start a radio podcast uh, and YouTube channel uh, this week. Um, I just finished the movie uh, called Heavy Water. Um, I got just, I mean, just tell you, today I went down and did a uh, Fox next fall. So I've got so many great things happening, and of course, I'm still staying focused on getting in shape for Royal Rumble, because uh, by God, you know, I think I deserve that opportunity, and uh, to go out the way I want to, and I'm going to pursue that, and uh, I just want to tell you, I, I really like being mentioned in the same sentence with Ray Stevens, and the criminal was an awesome piece of talent. Yeah, he was. We we came out of the Roy Shire promotion here in the Bay Area, so I, I loved his wrestling. I mean, I was a little kid. Pat Patterson, Moondog Maine, uh, Morocco yeah. was here for a while, Dean Ho. A lot of great wrestlers came out of th- this area. Now, um, you, you mentioned it before, but I, I've been hearing about a podcast that's going to put people like myself out of business. It's called the, no, it's it's called the Snake Pit. W- what are you going to uh, talk about on your show? I'm going to talk about everything. It's Snake Radio, and uh, again, it'll be on the YouTube channel. Channel, I believe, Extreme Man's going to pick part of it up and put it on this uh, 24/7. Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about past wrestling. We're going to talk about current wrestling. Um, I'm going to open up a a booking agency for young talent. Uh, you know, so much of the young talent today gets abused, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
you know, these guys are, they take advantage of in these small promotions. They go and wrestle for nothing. You know, they drive their own cars for miles and miles and miles, just trying to get, you know, enough knowledge and trying to learn enough to, to get that big break. Well, that's not really right. You know, it's not fair, man. And, uh, I want to help these guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let them send in their, uh, DVDs to me. And I will put it up on my podcast and I will dissect it. I will critique it. I will tweak it. I'll try to help them in any way I can. But the bottom line is, man, whatever uh, promotion wants them to be hired, they'll have to call me and they're not doing it for free anymore. You know, speaking about this movie, and I want to, I want you to touch on it, but you have, a, a, I think, a natural intensity, or maybe, maybe you've developed that over the years, but you have a, an intensity when you do promos. Was it yeah. easy for you to take up acting? It was easy for me to take up characters, you know. Um, the problem I had, I mean, I did a zombie flick here a while back, and that was pretty easy. Uh, they just kind of let me go and do my own thing. Um, and I played a border patrol agent that went bad. And he was snatching Mexicans off the border and giving them to this mad doctor, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this last movie, um, I play a guy, again, that's gone bad. He's... Uh, He's trying to come up with a drug that will get people off street drugs, you know, crack cocaine and heroin and stuff like that, speed. And he thinks he's got a winning solution, but it's not quite right. It's uh, killing people as they, they take it for a period of time, and it does well, but then it kills people. So going on set and having to uh, remember the lines, mm-hmm. uh, and they wanted to you know exact, that's tough. Yeah. You know, because I can do Jake the Snake, but, uh, you know, to, to do somebody else's stuff, it, I found it, I found it hard. But, uh, they worked with me, and, uh, there's also a system that you do when you're acting. It's, it's like, uh, when you're acting with somebody else, and you're in a room, and you're face to face with this person, or whatever. I've got to finish my line, and then I basically hand it off to you. Now, I've got to keep eye contact with you, keep that intensity growing. And I felt that strange. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's it's a learning process, and, and I really appreciate the, you know, the star of the thing, man. He was really great with me. He was a great kid. Again, I can't remember his damn name, but I do Carter that. Carter Jenkins. You know, the name of the movie is Heavy Water. Uh, I think if you go on our YouTube stuff, you'll see some stuff out there on it already. I know they're trying to raise enough money to uh, finish up with the post-production stuff on us. If any of those fans out there want to help, man, I'd sure appreciate it because these guys, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a big money thing for me, man. In fact, uh, I could have wrestled one day and, and, and wrestled one time and made that much money. And I, I spent you know, 10 days working on this film. But it, it's just a thing. It's, it's a work of art, and it's something I wanted to learn. And uh, I'm hopeful it will... Uh, It'll give me something bigger in the future. Yeah. I know I've a, I've got an agent now, and uh, the agent uh, has been in contact with uh, some people on some different projects. Uh, I just did another audition for a, a, a series uh, that will be coming out next fall about the uh, Headless Horseman, huh. and I would part of that. So, uh, I mean, I, I just got so many great things happening. In fact, uh, this week HBO Sports is going to drop into the crib. And uh, they're going to do a, a big segment on, on the project here that Dallas is doing. You know, yeah. I, I can never, I'll never be able to thank Dallas enough, man, for uh, saving my life. And 
given me the hope that um, I can return to to a spot in life where I'm, I'm a regular human being. You know, I mean, it's not easy um, fixing train wrecks, man. It's just, it's hard to, to tear all that mess apart, the wreckage and carnage that I caused with my family, with my children, with my friends, with my career. It's slow. It's a slow process, and it's been you know it's been over nine months now, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are starting to trust me again. People are starting to open up to me again, and, and I'm being real with them. I'm being honest with them. And, uh, I go to meetings every day. I don't miss my meetings, man, because uh, right now, you know, it, it's what I'm gonna do, man. And uh, I, I, I learn. It. Plus, you know, I go to an AA meeting, man. When I get through, I feel like I got my fix for the day. You know, mm-hmm. so between the AA meetings and DDP yoga, the old snakes are going to kick around for a while longer. You know, I'm 58 years old now, and uh, I'm, I've been blessed with so much. And, yeah, uh, yeah, DDP. That's that's the, that person is the definition of a true friend, and and what what a great guy. But uh, but I know you also reached out to him, so it's a it's an awesome story. Now regarding the Royal Rumble, every once in a while, and I would encourage. If they're Jake the Snake fans, I would encourage them to do this too. But every once in a while, I send a friendly tweet to WWE, at WWE, and I say, hey, it'd be great to see Jake the Snake in the Royal Rumble. So hopefully they're processing that, and I hope other people do that kind of stuff too. But have you heard from WWE? Have they responded in any way? No, they haven't, but that, that's okay. You know, I mean, even if they don't do it, you know, at least there's still something that uh, I'm going to work towards. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what the hell? I might get lucky. You know, if I don't, I don't know. Be careful, Vince. I might get pissed off and just show up anyway. You know me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you know, is there is there anybody on the WWE's roster today that you would kind of find interesting facing off against? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I would like to help a lot of those kids. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to do something with Randy Orton, and uh, I wouldn't mind working with Fandango. Yeah. What? What about? I think not, not to mention so many others. There's, you, there's quite a few people actually I'd like to go around with. But, yeah, uh, I, I'm not in that kind of shape, man. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not going to kid anybody out there. There's no way I could go out there and do the do the ups and downs these kids are doing these days, man. Uh, there's no way in hell. But. uh you know, I think I got a couple of good matches left in me, and I'd sure like to put them in the right place. And one of them would be at the uh, Royal Rumble, and I would love to end my career in New Orleans, Louisiana, man, to, uh, you know, in WrestleMania. Yeah. I'd like that to be the last one that, for that, all time. Yeah, that would you be know? so cool. That's, that's a dream. That's a dream, you know. And uh, it's okay to dream, man, because you set goals, you know, and you work towards them, you feel good about yourself. you got to have a goal, man, in life. If you don't, you just going nowhere. Yeah, you know, whatever, I notice when I fail at something, it's usually because I set the goal ahead of me and I tried to do too much at once. And I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that they, they messed up in something, you know, whatever it was. It really doesn't matter as long as you're moving towards that positive right. thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, bottom line is this. Nobody tries to fail. Yeah. But most fail to try. Yeah. You know? And uh, you're not a failure as long as you're trying. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. You know, it's those people that sit over in the corner and do nothing all their life, man. Those are people that don't ever, don't ever gain anything, you know, and, and yeah. they let their dreams pass them by. And, and God knows, man, I mean, for 20 years, man, I just fell off the face of the earth. You know, I, it's uh, what I went through was a mental breakdown, and uh, there's no doubt in my mind as to what happened to me. 
you know, all my dreams were taken away from me, and I was blind, and, uh, you know, I got on the wrong stuff, man. You know, I started messing with the wrong monkey, and uh, addiction is not a joke, man. It's something that uh, beats your ass in the ground. I don't care who you are, it will drop you. Yeah. Hey, so, I got it. For God's sake, all you kids out there, do not ever pick up drugs. Do not ever pick up alcohol. You don't need it. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you one thing. I, I don't think anybody has ever asked you this recently, but my father, when I was a kid, he physically abused my brother and I. He he took our yeah. heads and bashed them together like the Three Stooges, yeah. which which actually hurts, yeah. by the way. And and we had to visit sure. him in a mental institution when we were kids. And then later he went to jail and he was on lifetime probation. And we think it was because yeah. in his second marriage he molested an underage girl who was his oh adopted daughter. And I, I grew up as a loner. I didn't really fit in, and 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 maybe that's sure. why I like the Jake character. But I, I spent years in high school thinking about suicide, and and even sure. though even though I know there's you know greedy television preachers and there's a lot of abuses that are done in the name of God, the thing that helped me personally survive was my belief in Jesus Christ. Is there a spiritual mm-hmm. side to Jake Roberts? Absolutely, man. I've got my own relationship with God. I mean, yeah. uh, you know. If, if, I mean, there would be no Jake if there was no God, because uh, there have been many nights, man, and I sit alone and I prayed to die. Yeah. I prayed to die. How sick is that? Yeah. You know, I would get angry at God when I would find out that somebody else had died and it wasn't me. That's insanity. That is insanity. But uh, like you, I went through a lot of horrible things as a youngster. Uh, you know, sexual abuse and, uh, you know, mind games and the things that happen were not cool, man. But, you know, there is another side to life, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, you got to go get help. And, I, you know, I encourage anybody out there that has went through anything like that to reach out and get help. Don't be ashamed. It was not your fault that it happened, you know. Yeah. You were put in a situation you were taken advantage of. Do not look upon yourself as that sick person. You are not sick. But you need to get help. Yeah. Because in an alcoholic or a drug addict, for instance, he may be the sickest one of the bunch, but his sickness flows over to the family members because the things that I did as a drunk affected my children mm-hmm. and affected my wife and affected my relationships with all people. It affected my employer. He had to do something about me. He had to put me out of the way. Man, get rid of Jake, man. He's going nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that illness is not just for the, the addict or the drunk. That mm-hmm. illness affects everybody around them, and they too become sick. And uh, counseling does help, but yeah. the biggest help of all is faith, you know, and in, 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 in a higher power, just mm-hmm. believe in something and know that you're not the only one out there that cares about you. I love God, man, because God's told me that if I accepted his son, as my personal savior, I will live eternity. That's right. And I think that's a good deal. Yeah, me too. I agree. And you know what? Uh, the past is the past. We, we have today, all of us, our friends out there listening yep. have today, and we can do something positive and move in a positive direction. So that's good news. I mean, that's excellent news. Now, I wanted to ask you about Andre the Giant. I saw an old interview yep. with him on Letterman, and he seemed like a really cool guy. What, what was he like to work with? Well, I loved my time with Andre and Doreen. Uh, you know, we had a couple rough bumps in the beginning, and uh, Andre was funny. He would, usually your first encounter with him, he would test you to see if you would stand up. Yeah. 
you know, and bow up, you know. And uh, he would gauge what he would do with you by the way you handled yourself. So when he tested me, I, I, I called him out in the locker room, man, and uh, I was going to death to call him out because I knew that man could kill me at any moment he wanted to. But I called him out on him. I told him that that was what he was doing. Yeah. But we weren't going to draw a nickel if he was going to do that crap. Right. And he just looked at me and he smiled. He said, okay, boss, now we okay. <laughs> and after that, we went out there and we had a blast. I mean, there was a couple of things that happened when we were wrestling each other that were pretty tough, man. I uh, I get my clothesline one time and he went through me and I tore my pack in half. Ooh. My left pack tore muscle in half. Wow. And I didn't, did not miss a day's work, though, you know. Yeah. He took care of me in the ring. Uh, the other thing that happened was uh, the snake bit him, broke some things off in his shoulder. That's another time I went to the locker room. I didn't really want to go in. But uh, he was okay with it. Hell, Rick Rude pulled things out of his shoulder. Andre didn't even know the things were in his shoulder. Uh, the other thing was that one time he held me down and he farted on the bed. It lasted about 40 seconds. It was horrible. <laughs> did, did he take out a few rows of the audience? No, but really he could do anything he wanted to do. There's no doubt about that. He was a great psychologist, man. He knew exactly what to do in that ring, and uh, he was a pleasure to be around. Yeah, and I heard he didn't want to work with the Warriors, so he must have been a pretty smart guy, too. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> now, I, I, I want to ask you one thing. is A lot of times I notice that Vince changes people's characters. Did he ever try uh, that on you? He tried uh, there when I went back in 96, you know, with... Uh, the baby blue tights. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If that's a man changes your character with baby blues on you, that's the curse of death, man. Huh. That's, that's death 101 right there. Yeah. That's just something he's done from the very get-go. I can name you lots of guys, whether it be Don Morocco or the Russo brothers. Coco? Uh, oh, God. So many people that keep putting baby blue tights. And as soon as he did it, brother, you're out the door. Yeah. But that's okay, man. It's a business, and uh, we come and we go. Um, you know, I look forward to going back and working for the WWE. I really do. I would love to help with their people. Hell, I would love to help the talent that's there now. I think I have a lot to offer. And uh, yeah. I'm ready to share some of the knowledge that I have, man, because, uh, you know, life is short, man. And at 58, you know, the way I've treated my body, you know, it, if it hadn't been for Dallas, man, I don't think I made it another two years. I really don't, man. I was going down quick. Yeah. Really yeah. nasty. You know, I, I, was... I just want to tell people out there, man, you know, check this program out because this program works miracles. Yeah. And and if you need help, go find help. There are people who can help you. Absolutely. One, one of the things that happened that was great, and I, and I was able to participate in it, you were able to raise money for your surgery. It, it seemed like you were genuinely surprised at how much your fans cared about you. Were you at that point? I, I freaked out. Yeah, man. You got to remember, man. I was, I was, I was hating myself so bad. You yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I wasn't proud to become a drug addict, alcoholic, man. I was ashamed of myself. I took out all the mirrors in my house, man. I didn't want to look at myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand myself and what I'd become. And uh, I didn't believe in myself, so why should I think that anybody else could believe in me? So when the money started coming in, hell, we raised enough for my shoulder surgery on the first day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just crazy, man. And uh, thank God that uh, they kept giving money because the shoulder surgery instead of costing 9000 wound up costing about eighteen. But uh, it's all good. It was taken care of. I'm still sending stuff out, making phone calls. That was the deal. In fact, the T-Sons finally came in 
And we're going to start sending those out this week. Oh, good. I'll, I'll get a T-shirt. That's that's cool. I've seen it on Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I've seen it on you. It's it's a pretty cool shirt. Now, yeah, uh, pretty cool. Man. Yeah. Now, before you go, and I, I would love to have you back in a couple months, but before you go, right. we want to let the audience know that they can find you at jakethesnakeroberts.com. dot com. You'll find his. Right. You'll find his Jake's blog there. You'll find out information on his upcoming podcast called The Snake Pit. Yep. You'll probably find out information on Heavy Water there, which I just yep. remembered the actor's name is Carter Jenkins. He's, Absolutely. Yeah, he's from the Absolutely. old show Surface, which was a pretty cool show on NBC. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, right. so, uh, Jake, once again, and I'm, I'm going to keep bugging the WWE, and I hope other people do. Hey, but, but once again, I do too, man. Y'all light them up, man. I love you guys. Yeah, we we love you. We're praying for your continued success and and uh, go you. get them, Jake. All right, take care, bud. You too. Thanks.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.